Thank you uh, for being here. Thank you so much, Kyle, for those songs. Those were great. Um, ben, you articulated um, so many of the things that so many of us are feeling, the emotions that run through us every day uh, with the things that have been going on. Um, and it is easy to get just uptight and bogged down with, with all of those fears, all of those all those feelings and, and to see these troubles that just seem endless uh, in, in a lot of ways. And we're wondering, you know, when are things going to get better? And so <clears throat> this morning, um, that's kind of what I want to do is to unpack some of the things that we've been wondering and maybe one of the biggest questions that we've been wondering and that is, you know, what, what is God's response to disaster? What is God's response uh, and, and what's his idea for uh, getting, helping us get through these times and times like these? Um, with the youth over the last several months, um, from time to time we've, we've discussed, you know, what have we learned? What have we seen and heard? And, and what are some things that we wish were, were different? What are some things maybe that we like that, are, that have changed over the last few months? Um, and it's been really interesting to watch and to listen how, how those things have evolved, those, their ideas of things. You know, I, I asked some of them, what's something maybe that you didn't like at the beginning that now doesn't seem so bad? And I got, you know, had a couple to say, well, spending, spending time with my siblings at first seemed terrible um, and now it doesn't seem so bad, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're not so bad after all, you know, and uh, maybe some husbands and wives are saying that, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully saying that and not, not the opposite, but it's been a hard time. It's been, there, there've been so many uh, challenges that we have faced and are facing and we all react differently to the things that come our way. Um, you might ask a question about how the social ramifications have impacted an individual. Um, and in, in my home, there are differing feelings on that. You know, I have uh, one child who, who is not so sure that he needs people anymore. And then you have, you know, you have the other who's saying, Daddy, I have not gotten to do anything. I haven't gotten to go anywhere. And you go all the time. That's what I, that's what I hear. So... Um, there are valid, you know, there are valid things that all of us have gone through. Um, our, our, the way that we have um, felt is valid, whether it's completely different from the person sitting next to you or, or not. And, and that's an important thought as we move forward we need to have patience with each other. We need to have patience with each other when it comes to how we deal with things, what our opinions are on things. Um, we need to give each other the grace that I know we hope to get from others. And, you know, so we, we've, there may have been a hundred lessons that you've learned. There may be a hundred complaints that you have about how things are. Um, there have been I've heard so many say things about the busyness that they did experience before all this happened and that maybe one of the good things is, is we're, we're realizing 
what's more important than all the things that we were filling our calendars with. And again, we need to recognize, though, that we all, we all experience these things differently and we're all going to react differently. But our God is constant. God is not changing. He's not adapting like we're having to adapt. Um, I, I, read, I, I read a while back about uh, there's, an, there's an impending minister or pastoral crash coming. And I read that, of course, because I'm wondering, what, you know, what, when's it going to happen? When's the ball going to drop? <clears throat> and so I read this, and, but, but the idea was, here you have all these ministers, and not just ministers, but I'll use, I'm using that as an example, all these ministers who have been ministering a certain way for however many years they've been doing what they're doing. And now, everything's different. You know, you're having to learn to do different things that you didn't do before. You're... Maybe things that you are not trained to do and, and you're not, maybe not very good at, but you felt like you were decent at, at some of the other things. And the point of the article was that after a while, these things are going to catch up and it's going to be difficult for some to a lot of ministers to maintain and to keep going. And so just one of the many things that has changed and is different but, God, but God's always constant, right? We can, we can depend on Him. We can count on Him to do what He says He's going to do. We know that God came to earth to become the sacrificial lamb for our sins, that perfect sacrifice for us. He, he bought us back from the guilt of our sins, redeemed us, and gave us hope. But that's not where I believe the answer to our question this morning begins. I don't think the answer to what is God's response to the pandemic or to uh, the, the political unrest in our nation, I, I don't think the answer to that is, begins with Christ, begins with Christ's sacrifice. It begins long before in uh, the planning for what was going to be needed. And so I want to begin with Moses. Moses, when he was chosen to go before Pharaoh to free the, the Israelite nation, he, he, he paused and he argued with God. That, that seems like the logical thing to do. So he, he is approached by God and, and given some instructions and he says, oh my Lord, I'm not eloquent either in the past or since, or since you've spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute? Or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now therefore go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. Exodus 4, 10 through 12. So, so, Moses, now remember, Moses, this, this picture of faith and strength, and, and yes, we know he made some mistakes, but overall, we look at him and we think, well, he, he really had it together. His faith was what it should have been, and yet, when God comes to him, and mind you, he's coming to him vocally, he, he's in a physical sense, Moses is able to, with his senses, hear what God is saying to him, or what God has said to him, 
and yet he's anxious. And he, he makes some excuses. And that sounds familiar to me. When I look in the mirror, I, I see this person who sometimes is afraid to do the things that I know I need to do. I'm anxious about those things that, that, I, that I am called to do for God. So Moses here sounds just like anybody. You know, sounds just like you or me. But God gave Moses two assurances. He said, I made your mouth and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. Now here's where, here's where I believe the answer begins. God created each of us and He knows exactly what we are capable of and He was with Moses and helped him with what he wanted from him. So does God, does God find us right before our big moment, as it were, and, and you know, maybe that big thing that we're supposed to do, our purpose in life, God finds us and, and he gets us right in time and explains, okay, now this is why I made you and this is what I want you to do. Well, it doesn't seem like he does that all the time to most of the time. To, you know, I don't know if he does that. Um, that is his method now. But he, his knowledge of us and his plans for us began long before we find ourselves in the moment where we are now. He, he, his plans for us and His knowledge of us <clears throat> stretch way, way back to before we stand before that mountain that He wants us to conquer. And, and so he's not, leaving us, he, he's not leaving us high and dry and not, not making us wait all this time. Let, let's continue with, with Jeremiah. Read, uh, from Jeremiah chapter 5, and Stephen read, uh, well, just a, a few moments ago. And, and, and in that reading, God tells Jeremiah that he knew him, he consecrated him, and he appointed him as a prophet before I formed you in the womb. God knew of every problem that Moses would face and every purpose for Jeremiah before, according to this, before he created him, before they were even conceived, God carefully prepared them to accomplish the purposes that they were born to serve. Now, I'm not limiting them to just those big things that we know about that they did, but at least those things, he carefully prepared them to accomplish those purposes. But the answer to the next question is a little bit harder. It is for me, and maybe it is for you, a little harder to accept. And that is that if God, if it is true that God made Moses' mouth in just the right way so that he could be in that situation to help the children of Israel to, and to do the things that, that he wanted him to do, if that's true, and if 
It's also true that God knew Jeremiah before he was conceived in his mother's womb and that he had special intentions for him. Is that same thing true for us? Is that same thing true for you and for me? Do you believe God knew you before you were created? Do you believe that He consecrated, He he set you apart for a special purpose? Do you believe He planned out the things that He hoped you would do, that He wanted you to do? And the next question I have is, if you do believe those things, are you living a life that shows you believe those things? I asked a few minutes ago what God's plan for the pandemic is. What what is God's plan for disaster? And, And I want you to know that in part, and I believe in a large part, the answer to that question is you. And it's me. God's plan for when disaster strikes. God's plan to see that His mission is accomplished. God's plan for the world, for eternity, is people like you and me furthering His kingdom and doing the things that He has asked us to do and that He has created us capable of doing. If it is true, then we we are God's plan or we are God's plan for the pandemic. We are God's uh, plan for uh, the political unrest and the social unrest in our nation and in our world. We're God's plan to see that those things are that people in those situations are, are ministered to. You think about it, and I, I believe these things are true and and, and um, we have to decide for ourselves, but based on these thoughts and, and others, I believe that God knew I would be alive right now. And He knew that I would possess the exact talents and abilities that I possess, and He expects me to use those talents and abilities to the best of my Uh, Ability to fulfill his purposes. And the overwhelming question that I have for me and for us is are are you living that life? Are you living your life in such a way that says, I I do believe God knew me? He, He knew me and he created me specifically the way that I am created. Sometimes we say, this is your moment. This is what you were born to do. But the truth is, these are our moments. Every one that we live, every moment that we're alive is our moment. And we have been created, like Esther uh, was was told uh, by Mordecai, for such a time as this. We are here for a reason. And God knew we would be here And He created us capable of accomplishing what He wants us to do. God used Moses and Jeremiah and so many others who were in many, many uh, regards 
ordinary people until God helped them unlock their purpose. These great people that we read about in in the Bible accomplished some amazing things. But think for just a moment about the fact that they they also lived they lived before and after most of them uh, depending on the event they lived before and after these things that we read about and just like Moses was anxious and was making excuses even though he had come in direct almost direct contact with God they also probably had bouts of uncertainty about what they should do next. What should I do today? What, what, why am I here? What, what's God got in store for me? What should I, you know, what direction should I go and what can I accomplish for Him? Those kinds of thoughts went through these, the minds of these great people of faith just like they do for us when we're sitting there thinking, I, I don't know what to do. I, I'm not sure. But God wants us to have confidence in Him not, not so much in ourselves, but in Him uh, to do with us what needs to be done uh, around us. What is God's response to what's going on right now? How, how can I know what His plan is and, and if He has a plan and what, what that will be? If He used Moses and, and, and Jeremiah and others who were ordinary and use them to do extraordinary things. Why not you? And why not me? God's answer to disasters in the past were people. Now, the answer to the greatest problem that the world has ever, will ever know, the problem of of sin, was addressed with the planned sending of, or the dissension of God from on high to earth to live as a man and to become that perfect sacrifice for us. But beyond that, or the, the way that that message gets into the minds and hearts of the people that we see around us every day is people. He uses us by the way that we live and the way that we look at people and, and the way that we help them and, and the way that we are there for them. God has always used us to accomplish his, his will and His purposes, when He could have with the snap of a finger or, or with a breath or, or with nothing at all, He could have done and accomplished anything and more that has been accomplished, but He chose to use us. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2 Verse 10, God God knew us and consecrated us before we were created and He prepared the good works for which He created us beforehand. God knew that these things would be happening. He knew that we would be here and it's up to us to find Uh, to continue to love and to to be there for and to support and to minister and to help. Moses said, I can't talk very well. And God God said, you don't think I know what you're capable of? I made made your mouth. 
You're complaining about the mouth that I made for you. And I'm not saying that to, to belittle him. I'm saying it to endear him to us and to show that this is, this is who we are. We, we doubt. We doubt ourselves and, and we doubt what we are capable of. But God doesn't because he made us. He, he knows what we're capable of doing. Jesus didn't die for us to live ordinary lives. He didn't, his hope for us wasn't that we would find a warm, cozy nook in the earth and just snuggle in and wait for everything to pass by and have some fun and, and, and then, you know, go to heaven. That, that's not, he, he created us to live extraordinary lives, the kind of lives that, that do make you wonder what's going to happen next. The shepherd who leads the, the sheep by uh, or to green pastures. Um, some of you, and I think we may have even, I don't know if we've watched this in a class here or, or if Chuck has talked about it, but the idea behind the shepherd leading the sheep to green pastures, we often, we often imagine a big lush field of green tall grass and the sheep are just, the shepherd brings them and he lets them out. And, and then he just, you know, he doesn't have to do anything else. But, but the actual idea, and especially where uh, the, the region of the world where those words were spoken, they would have known that, a green, that green pastures were the shepherd leading the sheep all through the landscape to the places where the grass was, to the places where they could be nourished, to the still waters where they could have. And so God wants us to trust in Him day by day and to live a life that, that uh, isn't just sufficient in and of itself, but that we look for Him to guide us and then we look for His purposes around us. It's hard not to get down about the state of our, our nation. It is. Um, I, I have loved my life in this country. I have loved the United States and do love the United States and am so thankful for the, the, the ease of life in so many ways that I have enjoyed. Now, I, I, I recognize and, and hear and understand to an extent that it hasn't been that way for everyone and the things that have transpired over the last uh, during this year. If, if nothing else have helped me and I know many others to recognize that my joy, my contentment, my hope cannot be in a place. It, it cannot be in a, a nation or, or a leader or a, a, a human of any kind there is no party that can save. There is no person who can save. In the end, there's only Jesus. There's only Jesus. Paul said, For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. We need to rein ourselves in 
and, and really focus on this, on this purpose, because it isn't, it isn't overly complicated. It really isn't. I, I know that there are a lot of circumstances and there, there are a lot of things going on, but at the end of the day, this is the answer. We, we have to focus on Jesus, Him crucified, and we have to focus on letting our lives be the light that shines Him out forth for everyone to see. And then when they see our good works, they glorify our Father who's in heaven. I want to, I want to finish this morning by giving you a final a challenge, I guess. Um, I want to plead with you to, before you have the opportunity, and I want, I want things to be normal. I want things back to the ways that I enjoyed them being. I really do. But before we get back to normal, I, I want to challenge you to do this. Pray. If you get on your knees, if you, if you lie down on your face, I, it, however you pray, when, when it's just you and God and when you have the opportunity and the freedom, pray and ask God to do with you what He made you for. Ask God to do with you whatever, what He created you for. He made you. He, he knows just what you're capable of. He knows just what you can do. And I, I know that I personally have in so many ways <clears throat> found myself comfortable and, and unwilling to push toward thinking of and serving Christ in the way that, that I should because <clears throat> things are good. I don't, I don't want, want to mess anything up. Maybe if there's one, one of several blessings to all the things that have happened is that if it pushes us to a point where we're willing to say, okay, I've lost a lot of these things that I liked. Let, let me get down to it and let me understand and be what you made me to be. And then trust Him to do it. Trust Him to, to do that for you and with you. <clears throat> and then get ready. Because if you really believe it, if, if, if you have trust in His willingness and in His, in His ability to do these things, these great things that, that, uh, that are out there for you to do, then, then I believe that he will, He'll do that for you. Um, probably one of the most beautiful and terrifying things is a prayer where you really put yourself out there and ask God to transform or ask God to move you or to guide you in the way that He wants you to go, not without regard to what you've always wanted and what you want even at the moment. But I do believe that God wants that kind of heart and He wants that kind of attitude so that we can 
we can truly be his servants and we can be his answer for the world right now. Jesus is that answer, but we can be the ones who shine the light on him and lead people to him. Maybe you're here this morning and you're not yet a Christian. Maybe you're, <clears throat> you're searching for the answer to uh, the sin problem. You've, you've, you've found yourself here and you, you wonder, you know, what is it that God would have you to do? Well, if you have not submitted to him, um, if you have not made it known uh, that you want to follow him by uh, expressing your faith in him and repenting, turning from your sins, and then being baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. If you haven't done those things, then that's the next step. But then let's walk heads up, eyes open, and be aware and open to the will of God in our lives and recognize that there are things that you specifically are here to accomplish right right now in your life and in, in within the lives of those that you come in contact with. If you need us for anything, if you, if you need prayer, if, if, you, if you need comfort, um, find me, find uh, Kyle, one of the elders, and we would be happy to pray with you, pray for you. Um, let's stand and sing together, and if you have any need, won't you come as we sing?